What's up, buds? And welcome What's up, buds? To new... Welcome oh, to another episode you're... of the Earbuds Podcast. This is oh. a podcast where two buds talk about one album for a good oh, amount man. of time. I, as always, am Brett Match Hanrahan. Join oh, with God, me, Lucas Kerosene and Drakovs. Uh, we got a shorty for you guys today. Who's the band that we're listening to today, Lucas? I thought I was doing the intro. So I oh, it's, to... it's... oh, I'm sorry. Did I? I don't really was that like doing this anymore? I feel like it was me that was. Well, you just kind of took it away from me. But we're we're doing uh we're doing the interrupters, Brett. We're doing some ska punk for the first time in the history of our podcast. And personally, I'm excited. Um, having been my I I was raised in ska punk. Yes, yeah, so you have a I long was mo- I was molded. Travel. I was molded. History. Yes, I was molded by ska punk. Uh, listened to a ton of it in high school, like Real Big Fish, Catch Twenty Two, Straight Line Manifesto, Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, mm-hmm. Pie Tasters, uh, even uh, Christian ska. I listened to all the time. Five Iron Frenzy. What? Um, oh yeah, I didn't yeah, know yeah. about that side of you. Oh yeah, dude. Uh, a Christian metal, Christian ska. Like I listened to all that stuff, but I was super into rancid and you know so it's cool that interrupters are like really closely tied to tim armstrong and you know they got really big with that song what was it kerosene she's kerosene she's kerosene like you know it's like you were saying right before we started recording like how when's the last time that a ska punk band was on like the billboard top 100 yeah when in the last 20 years you know like when has anything even ska adjacent been in the top 40s and the interrupters have been doing a lot since they got together. Like they, they kind of had like an early start when they when they got going. Like in 2011, they opened with for Rancid and Transplants, and then they started. Uh, like they did a lot with Tim Armstrong's like side project that he was doing. Uh, I think it's called Tim Armstrong or Tim Time Bomb and Friends <laughs> or something like that. And uh, but then after that, they opened for Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, Less Than Jake, Big D, Robic Fish, Rancid, English Beat, Bad Religion. Like they've been doing a lot, and uh, they're pretty fucking for a for a modern ska band, dude. They have almost a million monthly listeners on Spotify. So, I haven't listened to a lot of their stuff. I've definitely heard she's kerosene and maybe a couple of other tracks. But uh, as a as a ska head, as a Scott head, uh, I'm uh, I'm pretty intrigued for this record. I don't know what to expect. I am as well. Uh, if this is if I'm correct, this is the first album they've released since that hit song. Um. I think you're right. And so it'll be. They had a bunch of singles. They've had a lot of singles from this record coming out and kind of building, building uh, suspense for it. I, you know, I, I really haven't kept up with ska in a while. I was kind of into. Were you ever into ska? A little bit. I was. I was more into the ska vibes than ska itself. Right. Uh, like the self-expression, the goofiness of the it all. The checkered patterns. Yes, the bright colors, the yeah. weirdly throwback 80s kind of surfer vibe. I mean, there's a reason I put on this shirt. This is like the most <laughs> ska shirt I own. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get in the spirit. Uh, but yeah, it was like real big fish and yeah. rants. It was mostly the Scott Punk side of things I was on, Suicide Machines. Yes. Uh, and, you know, Less Than Jake and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and so I would say they're a little bit in the middle of those of kind of like regular ska and ska punk so they do have some punk stuff in there um i mean we'll see on this record you know uh, yeah we will see it'll be interesting to see what they've done since they've kind of uh accumulated this fame 
Yeah, and what? Uh, so the way that we do this, Brett, if you forgot, is we listen to each track individually, one by one. We pause. We give our reactions. We give our thoughts. We keep going through the album. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, makes, YouTube, that, it makes that sense, makes a right? Lot of sense. Yeah. What doesn't make sense is that YouTube won't let us play the goddamn music. So, unfortunately, everyone who's watching this is going to have to listen to the album on their own or whatever or just follow along with us and hear our reactions. And then uh, we'll get into what our favorite stuff on the album was. We'll get into our ratings of what we th- how good we think the album was or how much we enjoyed it. And then, uh, and then that'll be it, man. So, everyone stick around. Before we get into it, fucking give us a subscribe. Give us a like. Uh, comment your favorite Interrupters song if you guys are huge Interrupters fans because I want to hear more of their stuff and I want to know the good shit. I don't want to sift through the duds right. to get to the good stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, but I'm ready to get into it if you are, man. Uh, I'm ready, man. Uh, everyone get your fucking popcorn. Just strap in. Hey. Lay back. Let's just get into... Let's just get in the wild, man. Let's get into this. The first track is called Anything Was Better and I'm ready. All right. All right. Um, so I'd say this is about kind of what I expected. A kind of a basic song, if I'm being honest. Kind of basic, very throwback to uh, like Fall Back Down era rancid. Sure. Like, if it's yeah. Back day. Uh, yeah. It's uh, that was kind of the first thing I thought when I heard this band a couple of years ago. Was I'm like, oh, okay, it's a female Tim Armstrong. I'm like, that's cool. <laughs> Like she has kind of a gruff voice. It's very similar, like poppy, super catchy harmonies and everything and, and melodies. I like the background vocals on it, but I agree, man. That is that is a song I've heard a hundred times, if not more, in the last 20 years. Literally, after the first 10 seconds, it reminded me of like the song the band would play at the end of the movie when they like get the gig that they've been fighting for and like a montage is playing over it. Um, and like super classic punk themes too about like hating your hometown right anything but where anything from but where i was from yeah was better you know like it's you know i i get it and i think a lot of kids who didn't grow up listening to you know if rancid like was kind of out of their wheelhouse or before their time and everything like you know then this is going to be sound fresh to them but to us like this is i you know i like this is a 14 track album i i don't think they would expect us to listen to an entire album of stuff that sounds like this, but we'll see. You know, we'll see. The next one has Tim Armstrong, man. I'm ready for it too. As we live. To avoid confusion, this next conversation takes place while we're listening to the song. Super like throwback. I British really ska. hope it's not all just like throwback shit, though. It's like the specials or English beat. Which Tim Armstrong, that's like his era of ska music. I mean, that's what I'm worried about is that it's just going to be that, but with like a couple hints of production, you know? Right. Well, that's the thing is I'm already, I'm already hearing like the last three, two or three, like Tim Armstrong projects that just sound like this, you know? Yeah. It's a vibe. It has a great vibe. It's a vibe. But if I'm trying to get this vibe, I'm going to be listening to a different band. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. That's the thing is, I this song sounds like fifteen other ska songs I've heard. Shit, I don't even think we have to like pause between this song. I think I could just cut our audio there. <laughs> like, if I mean, if nothing changes, then right, that's totally fine with me. And that's pretty much what we do for the rest of the episode. 
I know they're like a four piece and they don't really have like a horn section. Right. Uh, but God. You need horns with Scott. You man. need some brass. Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad there's like they have a little there. I hope they add a little bit more. I guess it's not required, but No, it's probably because Tim Armstrong's on it. Does he play? Uh like trumpet or something? No. But he's not gonna be on a Scott song without horns. <laughs> Fucking rancid didn't have horns. Uh, no, but they would bring people. They would bring horns on. They would get guys from the Money Money Boston's to play horns on their songs. I forget what other band that they would get their horn players from. Sometimes. Do you want to move on to Raised by Wolves? Yeah, we can just move on. You know what? She she kind of sounds like uh, that chick from the Distillers. That's who she yeah, reminds a little bit. me of. Yeah, I can hear that with that like gruffness in her voice at times yeah Bro- brody daly brody daly i think that's her name oddly enough she's she used to be tim armstrong's girlfriend or whatever and then Ooh. left him she left him for josh homie really oh yeah that's what that whole uh fall back down album was about was about their break really i had no idea yeah i i do wonder how ska has evolved though like is it hasn't has it not has it just no. kind of like stayed it stayed the same ever since like 2005 2006 like ska has not changed but thankfully they're it sounds like they're mostly sticking to punk i mean i know um uh, that fucking dude what's his face uh the sad Friday coming away right. Do you, you don't know what i'm talking about i don't think so Jeff Rosen's talk. Fuck. It's this it's this artist who wrote an album and it's like kind of alt rock punk. Um and then like a year later he released the album again, all the same songs but they were ska. Ooh. <laughs> and it was like actually kind of great. Oh, okay. Like he actually kind of did it well. I I would still expect to hear a modern ska band and like it. And just be like, "Wow, they they're playing really good ska music." You know, but like, I just don't think ska has changed. You know, I mean, but there is like when you, if you're comparing like Real Big Fish to Streetlight Manifesto, that's two completely different types of ska music. Yeah, yeah. You know, so like if you if you break it down by that, there are like styles of ska music, but it's certainly like, man, it's just all this is all just starting to sound outdated to me. Is that that's the thing? I mean, this is sounding this is sounding like shit that came out on Epitaph or Drive By. Drive through records, uh, or you know, fueled by ramen or something like it. Sound it's sounding like a bunch of punk bands that I listened to fifteen to almost twenty years ago, and it just sounds exactly like it. And it well, yeah. And you were saying like for a new generation of people who just haven't heard ska, this could be it a could great be cool. album. This could yeah. be you know a good band that's kind of getting them into this genre that really is near extinction at this point yeah and even more than ska i mean this is i they're more of a this is more skate punk like pop punk music so like and pop punk bands had ska music all the time like punk bands even suicide machines like you mentioned already like they're wearing a ska band but they had a ton of ska songs yeah right so like i don't think we're gonna be hearing a lot of ska on this record yeah and it's like the lyrics as well uh kind of have this um I don't know. You, like they made the song title first, "Raised by Wolves," and then they were like, "Okay, so yeah." They like backwards engineered. They're it'll like, sound, "How how was I raised by wolves?" It'll sound uh, cool if I just like 
say stuff like we dig for scraps in the cold and my teeth yeah. get sharper and it was like it, it, nothing yeah, I struggled growing up you know nothing really new um yeah it, it, there there are yeah. 14 songs on this album I'm I'm still I'm still hoping that I'm hoping I it can't be the same all throughout and I don't I don't I kind of don't like the interrupters already but I don't want to shit on them the whole time so I hope <laughs> that yeah I don't want to either man I want to like this more and that's the thing is like it's not that I dislike it because it's music that I would have listened to 20 years ago right and you would have been I like don't li- oh yeah this is the and I would have been like it's fine no not even oh no because <laughs> like, <laughs> this doesn't this doesn't reach the levels of like you know newfound glory or goldfinger or uh, Midtown or any of those bands that I was like super into back in the day but this is just very very accessible punk music so far so you know like this is meant I think for younger people that are just getting into punk music this is a nice like little nice like little stepping stool you know yeah um, but you know in the mirror the next song it looks like it's the single from the record it has the most plays on Spotify at least so all right. Well, let's get into it. That was that was by far the best uh, song on the record so far for me. Um, it had a very catchy chorus. It had a lot of good flying here. <laughs> you good? <laughs> no, this flies fucking with me, man. Like, <laughs> it gets so hot in our apartment and for some reason. Flies like congregate in our apartment. They just love to be fucking sweat on. Windows closed. Like yeah, there's fits. They in, love that in here. sticky body of yours, dude. <laughs> well, I got my chest exposed. Yeah, a you, bit. Gonna... you got it all out in the open. They can it's smell summer, it from a mile yeah, away. It's summer right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that was that not your? That was my favorite song so far. I thought that was the best composed. It was catchy. I heard like a lot of Gwen Stefani in her in her vocal delivery there, and I liked it. I thought it was good. Yeah, her vocal delivery seems like. Uh, it seems very influenced by Gwen Stefani, um, yeah. the singer of the Distillers, uh, and you know uh, the dude from Rancid, Tim Armstrong. For sure. Um, it was it was fine. It it's like I got it checked right now as a kind of potential nug. I kind of <laughs> hope it isn't because it's still not much. It's that's what I'm. Yeah. Like the chorus was catchy, for sure, yeah. and I liked her delivery, especially like. Uh, on the on the, only in the mirror. Who's like when I'm here? It was like yeah, I that yeah. Little part. Um, I liked the little the dubby parts and everything. It's just like at first, like halfway through the song, I was thinking this was only this is the only song so far that I would want to listen to again, like just kind of hanging out or driving or whatever. And then by the end of it, I was just like, Nah, I'm kind of one and done <laughs> with that one. Uh, well, let's go to uh, kiss the ground. Kiss the ground. <laughs> Love it's so annoying patois, that they're doing. Dude. Yeah, why are you doing that? Oh my god, who told her to do that, dude? It's so annoying. There's no reason for that, dude. There's no need for that. You're from L.A. <laughs> like if they were British, I would understand a little bit more. Even <laughs> the Brits are crazy, dude. Yeah, because there's a lot of like Jamaican people in London that kind of like put on the the patois and like the. People who, you know, kind of imitate that a lot in, in the UK. So I'd be, I'd accept it a little bit more than this fucking bullshit. Mm. It sucks. I love the music. But again, it's a song I've, I've heard a million times. Right. 
<laughs> what was that ending? That's how a lot of reggae songs end. Is that right? As a reggae, yes. As a reggae purist, um, I love a lot of parts of that song, and I hate a lot of parts of that song. <laughs> well, tell me which parts, baby, because I thought I, I generally like a pretty good reggae song. Uh, dude, yeah. The chorus did get to me after a while. It was like, okay, I'm kind of getting into this. But yeah. it seemed like you didn't like... Um. <laughs> okay, I loved, I loved the music. I thought the music was the best on the on the album so far, like better than in the mirror. Um, I thought the melody was awesome, like the melody that that for the chorus, like that. Sometimes when you love, you gotta, you gotta kiss, the, kiss ground. the ground. Yeah. Sometimes when you love, like I love all that. I thought that was really catchy. Um, I liked all the little dubby things that they did, but man, her, there's, I have a big issue with when white people play reggae music um and they put on this yeah i mean like like you called it the patois thing that they're doing it's like she is putting i'm pretty sure this band's from like california and she's putting on this jamaican patois that is like very cringy to me it's and so unnecessary like you could have sang that with your normal singing voice and it would have been better i blame i blame the producer whoever produced that i'm sure they were they were like try with a little like Put a little fucking put English a little, on it. Uh, you know, seasoning on it. Put a little Yeah, spice. put a little mustard on there. Yeah, spread some fucking... Yeah, spread some jerk seasoning all over your fucking vocals. Spread some like, fucking jerk chicken un- on that. Completely unnecessary. That sounds good. Let's go into Jailbird. Hey, let's do it, man. I'm, like, not even taking any notes. I, I'm hardly taking any. <laughs> this is the first album ever that I haven't taken notes. See what I mean? Listen to her singing now, dude. You gotta kiss the ground. <laughs> Sometimes when you're low. And then you hear this bullshit. I'm like, dude, what a horrible decision. Like, come what on. What a horrible decision that was. It's just like it's 2022, you know? It's like, I don't, I don't want to keep comparing them to No Doubt because I think that's unfair. But, like, it's not like I don't think Gwen ever did that, you know? Like, I don't think she did. I could be like I didn't get in too deep into the discography, but me neither. But I'm pretty sure I don't remember Gwen Stefani putting on a fucking accent. Yeah, it's cool that she has this vocal range though, right? That she can sing really pretty Gwen Stefani style, yeah. and then sing Brody Daly style on the very next song. Like she's she has a lot of range in her vocals. Like I dig that. Yeah, and it's just I don't know. But it, I, I don't need the... Sometimes when you're low, <laughs> you gotta kiss the ground. Like, I don't need that, man. I don't need that at all. Jailbird was fine. A little more energetic. Kind of just whatever. a basic rock song or whatever. I'm, like, starting to get mad, honestly. <laughs> like, it, this album's starting to, like, upset me. Well, uh, let's see if that increases with the hard way. Let's do it. This sounds a lot like Suburban Legends. They're great, man. I almost want to fucking talk about that as a full-length one, like a, a regular episode. Like, yeah. I haven't thought of that album in forever, yeah. It was a really, really well-written punk uh, ska album. And I feel like no one knows them. They ended up, like, being the house band for Disney World. Oh. For, like, years. Like, Suburban Legends would play every day at Disney World for, like, four years. Because they were just perfect, like, Disney ska punk music. <laughs> like really well written, really well composed. Damn, that excites me. I want to listen to that now, uh, dude. I'm down. I like. Yeah. I haven't 
I, I honestly haven't listened. The last God album I listened to was um, Streetlight Manifesto. I listened to the first album and I listened to Keysby Nights. Uh, and then before dude, that, it was like probably a year or two since I've listened to every, Ska. I think Everything Goes Numb is probably the best Ska album ever written. Dude, I, I like Keysby Nights better, but... And I don't. I like Catch Twenty Two's version of Keys Me Nights a lot more. It maybe it's just because, I mean, both albums are very long, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, well, like four. I think Keys Me Nights is like forty-six minutes. I think he, everything goes numb is like fifty-two or something. Honestly, it might just be because Keys B is a little more energetic. It's a lot more punk and a little more punk. A lot, yeah. But I, it was a remake. You know that, right? A remake. Yeah. Of what? Straight Line Manifesto, the singer, used to be the singer for Catch-22, and he wrote all those songs. So, Keysby Nights came out, like, 20 years ago. Oh. We're getting in so much, like, ska lore and ska talk in between these songs. Dude, we're ignoring these songs at this that's, point. Like, that's the thing. is like We're, igno- we're just talking just, about better ska music. This might turn into a podcast and not, like, a track-by-track. <laughs> yeah dude seriously feel free to edit this any way you want that was a right that was a good decent ska song you know but i was just i was saying it sounded a lot like suburban legends which is a kind of an obscure ska band that i was really into back in the day it sounds like one of theirs like kind of like i hate to say it man but like ska music doesn't get a lot of respect even to the point where a lot of people think that ska music is like kids music right because there's so much kids ska music yeah you know so yeah. like that sounded like a kid song like that's gonna be on a Disney movie. The Aquabats are a big part, big reason. The Aquabats are a big reason for that, <laughs> for sure. And Real Big Fish, like you know how goofy ska music is and uh, silly, and you know it is. But uh, yeah, so but yeah, I, I love I'm loving our ska conversations, <laughs> our ska conversations. That's the whole thing with ska. Is too, that it's, you know, it's, it's puns are a big thing. Yeah, it's a big because it yeah. can lend itself to like a hundred thousand yeah. pun iterations. Uh, yeah, the hard so way. I, I do think our I, th- I do think our conversations while we're listening to the songs are more interesting than <laughs> our reviews of these songs. It's going to be an interesting edit on my end. It's going to be an interesting one. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. Uh, the hard way. I liked that <laughs> instrument. I love that thing. The, I call it the cake. Uh, the cake instrument. The cake. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The cake like <laughs> exclamation point that they put on all their songs. And I feel like that was the first time I heard the bass on the album, and it was doing yeah. the ska bass thing. The do, 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 um, do, do. And it was a decent ska bass, you know, but he's no fucking dude from Rubik Fish. <laughs> say that much. He's no fucking dude from Rancid. He's no dude from. Oh, he's no fucking yeah. Maxwell Murderer. Yeah, exactly. Um, my heart. Why not? My heart. You know what? Let's just fucking. Why not? Let's go. Let's just do let's it. Let's just go. I really didn't think I was gonna be just this disappointed. I I was really really hoping they would win me over. You know. Yeah, me too. I was really hoping they would show me why they're the most popular ska band right now. Yeah. I was hoping to go get will you I I wanted her to go up like they do in the 50s. Right. Yeah, to do stuff. a final like low croon thing. Yeah, with you <laughs> that, well, that's the Yahoo. Tune. <laughs> no, the Yahoo. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, so you know that, that was very misfits. On. Yeah, that was misfits esque fifties throwback punk music. All right, let him go. All right, another kind of you know decent ska song. Yeah, that was I good. 
It's fine. Uh, worst for me. Yo, that went so fucking hard. It was too heavy. I yeah, I didn't like it. No. It was too fast. I didn't like the blast beats. <laughs> I didn't like how uh, it sounded like a million other punk songs. Moving on. <laughs> Burdens. Uh, I'm actually kind of excited about this because Hepcat is a very cool band. So I'm excited to listen to Burdens. Okay, let's get into it. Let's do it. Sounds like everyone's just kind of hanging out. Yeah. Everyone's it's like, like smiling, Woo! looking at each other. <laughs> like, hey. This is a perfect, like, skanking song. <laughs> a nice, like, even skank. You ever skank? Oh, I, that's, I skank constantly. Dude, I had a friend who lost weight from skanking. There's no, what do you, what? They, they just went to so many fucking shows in high school, so many ska shows and punk shows, and they would skank the entire time, and they legit oh lost my weight. Oh, God. Like, dancing, skanking. Dude, when we went to that trap metal show, I was skanking the fucking place <laughs> up. It was awesome. At a trap metal show? Yeah. Well, didn't And you somehow didn't get your fucking ass kicked? Nah, everyone was into it. Wow. <laughs> I guess everyone's like, super was, chill at trap metal shows. Like, I was in the pit, too. You know? I was also in the pit. And you were but just sometimes like... I would just do, like, a little little circle. And I would just fucking skank a little circle. Well, uh, I applaud you for the courage to to skank in public. <laughs> I don't care, man. I only skank it, like, in private. If I can't skank, then there's no point to living anymore. You're like, I'm not going to be here long if I can't skank here. <laughs> like At any party, you're just like, oh, I'm not allowed to skank? All right, well, I'm, I'm going to finish my drink and then just go. <laughs> I used to think it was so dumb, but it was because I was so self-conscious. I, I wish I would have skanked in high school, you know? I, Hey, man. No better time to start than now. I do. The I best do. time to skank was yesterday. Was ten years ago. Dude. The I'll... second best time to skank is right now. <laughs> if not now, when? <laughs> if not me, who? I, I just remember I was like, you know, my ska band, my ska punk band in high school. When people were skanking at our shows, it was like the best, dude. When people are actually skanking to my music, I'm just like, this is the coolest feeling. This is a pretty good second wave ska song. I dig it. It sounds like a kid's song. It sounds like a kid's song a little bit. Yeah. Um, it probably, it's not going to be one of my choice nugs, but it does sound right. It's good. The production's fucking great on it. But it is, it's just, it's catchy, right? Down, 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 yeah. down, lay your burdens down. Like, I dig what did it. You, uh, what did you think of Alex Desert? Or Desert, or Desert. Uh, I don't know who's who, uh, but I think everyone did a decent job on it. It was a cool. very, very second wave uh, ska song. I dig it. It was a team effort. It seemed. It was a team effort. It was very Hepcatish too. So it seemed like they just kind of like got the dude from there, for the <laughs> two dudes, I guess, from there, and uh, and they were just like, hey, let's just write one of y'all songs. And they're like, okay, we had this one fucking way up our. <laughs> this one didn't make the Amygdala. last album, so yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we scrapped this one really quick, so here you go. Uh, I would definitely say my favorite songs on the record too have been the ska reggae ones, like the punk sure. ones have been super flyovers for me. But uh, I love the skins; they're on the next song, and uh, and I'm very excited to hear that. The skins have been some, one of my favorite new reggae 
bands of the last few years. All right, we we got extremely high expectations. I I kind of do honestly. I think they've they've been writing the best ska reggae music for the last like five years or so. So I'm down for this one. Damn. All yeah. right, let's get into it. But I really like that song. It was very skinsy. Uh, I like the influence that Skins had on the Interrupters. But like we were saying, it's very uh, Interrupters are starting to kind of seem like uh, what's that shapeshifter from Harry Potter? That it's like whatever you think of. It'll become that thing. I mean, there is the closet where it's like your yes. worst fear will come out of That's it. That's what I'm trying to think of. The Bo- Bo- Borgot or whatever it's called. Borgen. Yeah. Which is kind of a little bit what this album has become. I, I yeah. imagined, like, my worst nightmare is that it's just going to be an extremely basic album and it's going to get millions of plays. And I think that's exactly what's uh, It might happen. It might happen. Um, I expected more plays at this point because the Interrupters, like, last record has millions of plays on each song. Uh, Yeah, but it, it, you know, it came out It was years. It was years ago. You're right. You're right. Um, All right. Let's get We have two songs left. Let's listen to Afterthought and Alien. I forgot what the Interrupters sound like, so. Yeah, let's get into. Let's let's get back into what they're doing. I'm gonna do a prediction. Afterthought's gonna be kind of pop punkish. Alien's gonna be kind of like weird, trippy reggae, like dub stuff. But okay. Let's listen to Afterthought first, and then we'll get into it. All right. All right. One, two, three, four. <laughs> <laughs> if there's not one pick it up on this record, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna riot. There's no one, two, three, four. There's no pick it ups. <laughs> there's so God. many like. There's so many songs on this record that are like sound like a very specific band, and I haven't been able to pinpoint a lot of them. Like this sounds like a very specific band, and well, I can't pinpoint who it is. It just sounds like it sounds like they took they had like five influences for the song, and they distilled that into the most like stereotypical version. Yeah. Of whatever that is. Because it know? almost kind of sounds like Dropkick Murphys. A little bit, but if it was like slowed down and yeah. had like three less balls on it, <laughs> it's just like the most basic rock song ever made. Yeah, dude. Even this solo, it just it just sounds like uh, you know you're on the Disney Channel and it's they just like have a show. Yeah. And the interrupters are just playing a show in in the TV show right, right. now. And like the moms and the, all the parents and the kids are all like. Yeah. Getting yeah. into it together. Well, in the Disney show, the parents are like, oh, this is too much. Right. But the kids are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the parents are like, shut this punk music down. You guys are a bunch of punks. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, that's what we like. <laughs> One of them just like slaps a patch on their chest of just like anti-flag. <laughs> it's like whoa like a, well like one of them has a gg allen shirt <laughs> like whoa guys there's uh, a picture of him like <laughs> covered in just, piss and shit he's just like fucking shitting on somebody yeah <laughs> i would love that dude the new episode of lemonade mouth is crazy <laughs> is that a show yeah, that's like the Disney like rock movie. I think it's a movie. Oh, that that name makes me uncomfortable. Lemonade Mouth. Yeah, I don't like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, well, There's they something weird about that. That's the Gigi Allen influence. Yeah, they're just pissing in people's mouths. Yeah. All right, so afterthought. Okay, whatever. Alien, last one. 
I gotta give it to him though for writing that song. I really, I actually really like that song and and commend them for having such a different sounding track on this record. Yeah, we were both saying best lyrics on the record. By Seems far. like very personal, just um, some imagery that mm-hmm. I'd not really seen on the rest of this record. It seemed like it took her a little while to maybe think of the lyrics on this. Every yeah. other song. May might have may have been we're written kinda, in a day or yeah, two. Yeah, a lot of the other lyrics were kind of vague, uh, you know, references like, to things or ref- references to things that she's done or been through or whatever. But this one seemed like the most personal, talking about how she just doesn't fit in. She's never been comfortable as a female, but she doesn't know what she is and she feels like an alien and et cetera, et cetera. And I, I like it. I, I honestly, if that's gonna be a very very close choice nug for me. So let's talk about our favorite songs on the record, Brett, because I think they're going to be a little few and far between. I think, yeah, I think I know one of your nugs, but we'll start with mine. Okay. In the mirror. Yes. In the mirror. It had my favorite chorus on the record. Uh, the delivery was good. It was a welcomed ska song. Yes. <laughs> on an album, kind of barren of, I guess, ska. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it was, uh, but it was ska that was very like we were saying. You know, you got you got in the mirror and then you got kiss the ground. That's all kind of like newfound or uh, new no doubt era type ska music. And, and yeah, I dug it too. In the mirror was one of my choice nugs as well. Yeah, and there was some dub production on it, like some echoes throughout that I liked. I like their little um, interludes between chorus and verse, like the the post chorus or something like that. Felt very yeah. uh, like the police kind of things that they would do just like a little interlude and another little few hits and then go back yeah. into the thing i like that a lot too yeah yeah um and so i can guess what your second nug is I th- and I it's think... probably and it's not mine okay uh get, let me i'll give you a guess i'll give you my my honorable mentions first i'll narrow it down okay for you. all right uh i like kiss the ground minus her horrible vocal delivery I liked uh, My Heart. Um, I thought the, I liked the 50s vibe. I'm super into Danzig and Misfits and stuff, so I like that. Yeah. Um, and I liked uh, Burdens. It was a decent song. And I loved Alien. So with those okay. out of the way. All right. So I know exactly what your uh, choice is. Which is? Uh, which is Love Never yes. Dies, baby. Yes. Like I mentioned, Skins are uh, my favorite modern ska, reggae band. They're not even ska. I would say they're more reggae than anything else. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought it was a great Skins track. <laughs> um, I thought the Interrupters played it well. They played Skins very well. Yep. Uh, I liked all the vocals, all the like layered vocals that they had, all the harmonies that they were doing. Pretty much across the album, I liked all the background vocals yeah, and stuff. Right. So. Yeah, Love Never Dies was a is a good song. It's one of the only on the album that I'm going to go back and listen to again. Like I think Love Never Dies, Alien and In the Mirror are the only three songs that I know, like that I care to hear again. Yeah, my uh my Love Never Dies was also one of my honorable mentions just cuz I love the production on it. Um and it's just a nice slow reggae song and with that catchy oh Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like I like that that line. I like that melody. Um, in the mirror, uh, my other nug, "Kiss the Ground" was an honorable mention. Good, great music on "Kiss the Ground." Yeah, it was the music. It was the obviously. music. Obviously, yeah. Um, it's gonna take aside, me a while to get over her vocals. Aside from that, I mean, my second nug was "Alien." 
Yeah, it was it was hard to to pick between In the Mirror and Alien for me. Alien was a good song, man. Alien was a good song. I feel like it had uh, a hint of songwriting on it. It did. It had a little <laughs> bit more refreshing. artistry. It had theatricality. Uh, yeah, it was. Like, it, it was felt very like a musical a little bit. I like how they kind of started off with just like the vocals and the piano, and you kind of think you know what it's going to be like, but then it kind of turns into a waltz, and it gets a little more theatrical. Yeah. Starts building through the song. I do wish they kind of hit the peak uh, of that build they, up a they, little they like, should have had a, yeah there was no climax to that song it all like, it all kind of plateaued like a minute minute and a half in, and you're like man you i could have really been, exploded that at the end i would have been a lot better with the ending they chose where they built it up only to quiet it down to just the vocals i would have been much better with that if they had gone if they had gone so much intense, harder at right? the peak yeah make it it should have been more intense there um but yeah Best lyrics on the album. Yeah. Uh, good song. Let's get into rating. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, so I was a pretty disappointed with this record. I didn't really know how I was going to feel about it. I wasn't going into it thinking I was going to love it. But I was yeah. excited, you know. Um, so a little bit disappointed. Uh, a lot of the tracks were, you know, we've already said all the things. But, you know, a lot of them were kind of basic. Um, not a lot of unique songwriting it didn't seem like there's a lot of effort in there but i got to give it to the band is really good they're all good at what they do the vocal yep. the vocalist is great she has a lot of range a lot of dynamics to her vocals they made cool production choices the production on the whole album is, is good too if 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 uh <sighs> if not if not like i would like the production on my i like my punk to be more raw even my ska to be more raw you know sure so that, and it was so produced. It was like so cleanly produced the whole album that the dub stuff and the reggae stuff sounded great. The the ska stuff sounded good too because it, it's nice and clean. But the punk is just like you gotta be a little. It, it sounded so radio friendly. It we sounded, said it sounded like a Disney track. Every other song was a Disney track. So, but I gotta say it was saved. I was gonna give this a really low rating, but it was saved by a, a few select tracks to not end up being like a one or a two. To be totally fucking honest. So yeah. I'm giving it like a 4.5. Yeah, my rating is going to be around there. Yeah. Uh, they seem like a very, you, you know, it's like all those reasons that you were listing, all those things. The musicians are good. The production is great. The vocalist is great. Yep. They have everything here. Yep. They have the features. And great features. it's like they just refuse to do anything with it. They would rather just lie in just like mediocrity. a puddle of mediocrity. Yeah, a little bit. It's just I'm not I'm just not hearing I'm hearing all the influences, but I'm not hearing you do anything with that, those influences except let's write a blank song. Yeah. And I want so, to write a Goldfinger track. I want to write a rancid track. I wanna you know, and it's it and just was, felt like a lot of that on the whole album. Extremely apparent on the features. Where yeah. the songs with features just sounded like the features made the songs and just like gave it to the interrupters. Yeah, you said it was featuring the interrupters. Yeah. All those songs <laughs> were just featuring, yeah. Um, Unfortunately. But yeah, if this is like your first ska record, uh, I think I, I would think love you it. You would like it. Yeah. It's, it's not bad music. Not at all. It's just, I feel there's so, there's no color. There's no color in this music. There's right. no emotion to me. There was one moment that kind of surprised me, and it was the very last song. Right. Um, 
so honestly like I'm gonna give this a three and the only reason it has that much is just because the the production is good and the music is good and the vocals are good but the songwriting is not there at all and there's nothing to entice me I I'm yeah I totally agree man buddies what do you guys think of this album are you guys big uh, 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 interrupters fans because we want to hear from you guys we want you to tell us how wrong we are or if you agree with us tell us like what are y'all's favorite songs on the record what are your least favorite songs on the record this was interesting man I'm, I'm a little bummed with how this ended up but it's okay you know it's it wasn't maybe it's not for us and also we just we both have so much history in both of these genres that the interrupters are playing that it's just kind of like we hear all of the legacy stuff yeah. that came before it right so it's like now we're at this point in 2022 i'm like i've heard this song 20 years ago you know yeah. so it's just kind of it's a bummer it it interests me to go back and listen to their past discography and see if this is a recent development in their music that they've just decided to go full on into the radio or if they've kind of always me? been riding this a vintage ska wave yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if after their last album blew up, they kind of got like, let's do a little more radio-friendly stuff. Um, you know, who knows? Let's be a little more safe. Let's be a little safer, yeah. A little something that's like, we, we won't offend the parents and the kids are going to love it. Uh, it. Which is fine. It's just not for me and you, man. So, yeah. guys, let us know what you guys thought. Give us a follow on Instagram at EBPcast. Uh, here at our YouTube, just search Earbuds Podcast. Give us a like. Give us a follow. We're coming out with new episodes weekly. Uh, we're going to have like full length album reviews as well, where we just like blabber and talk about a whole record for a lot longer. You'd be surprised. Um, and those are going to start coming out again soon. Brett, what would, uh, what would you rate this episode? I would rate this episode. (laughs) Oh man, this is, I'm going to rate this episode of wavy eight because it's going to be an interesting edit for me and I yes. do not know how the end product is going to look. I'm going to rate this a 10 because I'm so excited to see the edit on this <laughs> that I, I'm just, I'm so excited to watch this. <laughs> but people, thank you guys. Thank you so much for watching. We really appreciate you guys sticking around. Tell us what you think of this record. Tell us what you guys want us to listen to and uh, keep your eyes open for new episodes coming out every week. Brett, this was Lucas, this was moot. (laughs) Bye, Brett. Bye, Lucas. Okay, bye, bye, bye. All right, bye. All right, bye now. Okay.